Are you the type of leader who wants to leave behind a legacy? Well, I'd love to help you unlock a legacy of excellence with the School Leadership Toolkit. For just $97, you'll gain access to 10 easy-to-implement resources, including templates, frameworks, and bonus content designed to help you manage your to-do list, make better decisions, navigate difficult conversations, and support your team. Fast-track solutions to your challenges by grabbing the toolkit at schoolsofexcellence.com toolkit or click the link in the show notes. Elevate your leadership journey today. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Olshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. This is the beginning of a three-part series about firing. So, so interesting because when I posted on my social channel a couple of months back that I was going to be recording a podcast series on firing, I asked the community, you know, what are your questions around firing? What do you want to know? And the response was like overwhelming. Not only did we get so many comments inside of the Facebook group, I had dozens and dozens of people email and private message us to tell us their questions and concerns about firing. So clearly, this is a loaded conversation. So I want to break down what the, this episode and the next two episodes after are going to be about. In today's conversation, I'm really going to be diving into the fear of firing and the true cost around not letting an employee go when you need to. So really going to dive into like this high level overview, um, everything around firing. In the next episode, I'm going to be diving into leadership and letting go and really understanding when is it time to say goodbye. So many leaders have questions around understanding, have I done enough? You know, have I coached this person enough? Have I done enough? Is it really time for me to say goodbye? So in the next episode, I'm really going to dive into that and give you some really powerful frameworks to work through. And then in the final episode of this series, we're going to be navigating the tough conversations, a guide to handling termination communication. Now, I want to set an expectation and kind of just lay the groundwork for these next three episodes. This is a podcast episode. I am not a lawyer. I am not an HR expert. And I do not live in your county or zip code, which means as you listen to these conversations, please make sure that you filter everything through the laws, the guidelines, the standards, the policies of your specific location. My goal through this conversation is to really give you a better framework to operate through to make informed and wise decisions, give you better quality questions and some really great templates and role plays uh, to have those difficult conversations. This is not legal advice or any type of advice that should be taken action on that conflicts with what the legalities of your center is about. Okay. Now that we got all of that out of the way, uh, and I set the precedent for that, let's dive into today's episode. So the decision to fire a staff member is not just about addressing poor performance. The decision to terminate someone is about safeguarding the values and vision that your school stands for. I'm going to say that again, because this is really 
just what this entire series is about. The decision to terminate an employee is not just about addressing poor performance or whatever issue is being brought to the forefront. The decision to terminate an employee is about safeguarding the values and vision and mission that the entire organization stands for. Now, it's natural to be apprehensive about potential consequences and backlash and concerns and in the world of social media, all of that kind of stuff, and just the overall school culture. So I want you to know you're not alone in grappling with these concerns. As I told you in the beginning of this episode, we had an overwhelming response of people giving us their questions and concerns that they wanted me to address on this show. So throughout this series, I'm going to draw on a lot of research, real-life stories, and expert insight to guide you through this very challenging terrain. So I want us to understand that firing and terminating employees, whatever we want use you want to use for it, is a lot about understanding your motivation, understanding why you're doing this, and ensuring that you're coming from a place of connected to the company's why and mission and vision and values, and not from a place of, I've had enough, I'm burnt out, I can't take it anymore. We almost never want to make decisions from that place, not just in the context of termination, but really in the context of any decision that the school is making should not be made from a place of desperation or scarcity. It should be intentional and thoughtful and that you really understand what you're diving into. The other thing to understand about termination is there's a lot of positive outcomes that emerged that can emerge from well-managed turnover. And The reason I use the term well-managed turnover is because 100% retention is actually not the goal. We don't want 100% retention because if your school is evolving and growing and moving to the next phase of the evolution of what the company is turning into, naturally there's going to be people that are not going to want to go along for the next bus ride or the next stop. So well-managed turnover, right? Not turnover, you're having mass exodus because of issues that are happening inside of leadership or culture, but well-managed turnover that's intentional and thoughtful could be an incredible blessing and opportunity for the organization. I firmly believe that prioritizing the well-being of your school and yourself as a leader is the key to making informed decisions about termination. So let's start with kind of the top three reasons that people fire people. Number one is performance issues. When employees consistently fail to meet expected standards of their roles, it impacts the overall effectiveness and productivity of the organization. So performance issues include lack of competence, poor work ethic, inability to effectively collaborate with colleagues, just basic follow through of certain things. And again, Each of you will define performance issues in a very different way. This is why I am so mindful about when uh, owners and directors and leaders come together at events, at conferences, and are collaborating with each other. Use your discerning mind and ear when you're listening to why someone terminated someone. We all define performance issues in very different ways. So think of it in the context of a marriage for a second. Your partner 
might have a character flaw or just something that you're like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't even see it. It doesn't even bother me. And someone else, you might even be your bestie is like, I don't understand how you live with this guy. Like, I would go crazy. That is part of the complexity and the nuances of the human experience. And so you as a leader, when you look at performance issues, it's really important to look at it from the lens of, is this something that I'm uncomfortable with and can't tolerate, but it's still in alignment with company values? It's just, I don't know, an idiosyncrasy that bothers me, but the director is able to manage it effectively and it doesn't impact the school. That's a different ballgame. So I want you to really listen here with discernment. Do not expect a checklist from me or to-dos or tips and tricks. Again, that's not what this episode is about or any podcast episode for that matter. I want you to use your brain. So activate it here, okay? So performance issues is one reason. A second reason that we terminate employees is a values mismatch. Every school has a unique set of core values that define its identity and guide its actions. When a staff member values are misaligned with the school's principles, it creates tension and disrupts the harmonious environment that is necessary for effective teaching and learning and growth and legacy. I'm going to say that one more time. When a staff member's values are misaligned with the schools, it creates tension in a way that disrupts the harmonious environment that you are trying to create that is necessary for effective teaching, learning, growth, and legacy. Third reason why we terminate. Firing staff is also necessary in situations where an employee's conduct or actions compromise the safety, the well-being, or the reputation of the school. So it's not just violations of school policies. It could be ethical breaches, inappropriate behavior that just goes against the school's code of conduct. This is why we have to understand the values. A particular school's code of conduct in a faith-based private school is very different than a particular code of conduct in a public school. We have to understand who we serve, who we attract, who we are and what we tolerate, and what are our non-negotiables, and what we create space for and grace for. There's a lot of research that has been done around the fear of firing. And, you know, a lot of these studies really emphasize the critical importance of addressing the staffing concerns and the kind of the, all the ripple effect stuff that come from firing someone. So let's talk about the impact of keeping someone who really needs to leave, right? Again, this conversation is about the cost of firing. So I want to start with the cost of keeping the employee because you, I'm talking about you, you're afraid to fire someone because of all the things that come along with it. So let's talk about what the decision of keeping this employee right now is costing you. Number one, impact on the school leader's health. The fear of firing a staff member can impose such immense stress and anxiety on the school leader. The weight of caring an underperforming and toxic employee leads to burnout, sleep disturbances, and elevated levels of stress and emotional uncertainty. 
prolonged exposure to this level of pressure has severe consequences for the mental, emotional, and physical well-being of the school leader. I need you to understand that it is not without penalty to keep a person that needs to leave. It is not without penalty to keep a person that needs to leave. Where else is, do we see the impact? The strain on the school culture. The school culture is an effect of the leader's daily behaviors, actions, and routines. It is the bedrock of a company's success. Toxic or wrong fit teachers disrupt the atmosphere and environment that you're looking to create. And so when you keep someone that really needs to leave, you are paying the price with the culture that you are working so hard to build and maintain and grow and elevate. Where else? Performance and productivity. When you keep an underperforming staff member, it results in a decline in the overall school's performance because ineffective teachers struggle to meet academic goals, which leads to reduced student outcomes, which leads to a school's reputation and enrollment numbers coming in compromised, uh, coming in compromise, uh, coming in a compromised fashion. So again, this conversation is about pulling you out of your fear and showing you the other implications of not making a specific decision. Where else does it impact? Positive role modeling. School leaders serve as a role model for their staff, for their students, for their families. When leaders demonstrate courage and accountability in addressing staffing challenges, you set an example. It fosters a culture of accountability and continuous improvement. When we do not have the courage to terminate someone and we just quote unquote pray for them to leave, we are showing up as cowards. And that's a strong word and I'm using it. When you need to fire someone and you're not doing it and you're just praying that the person leaves on their own, you're being a coward. You need to be brave and courageous. Now, you could be scared and need advice and wise counsel on how to go about that. Everyone should be asking for wise counsel. Coaches, mentors, advisors seek support in making this decision. But the decision to decide that I'm not going to do it and I'm going to pray that the person leaves is telling everyone around you who knows that that person needs to go that you are not a leader who stands by your values, who stands by your convictions, who does hard things, who goes and acts courageously and bravely. And then we want our teachers to go and act courageously and bravely and implement new curriculums and try new you know, discipline strategies with the children and engage in new opportunities with parents. How are we expecting teachers to go do that when we are terrified to go do something that every single leader on the planet needs to learn how to do, which is fire someone? If you are in a position of leadership and you do not feel that you can build up the courage and the stamina to fire someone, you're in the wrong seat. You are in the wrong seat. Part of leadership is doing tough stuff. And that means terminating people sometimes. And if you don't know how to do that, ask for advice. Get a coach to support you and help you. Listen to this podcast and help get some help on how to do it. Do not just stand by idly and hope that the person leaves. Be brave. Be brave. We need that type of leadership. 
We have way too many cowards in leadership, in the government and everywhere else. You be brave, brave, courageous school leaders. So I want to tell you a story. Again, whenever I tell you a story, names and some identifying details are changed to protect the privacy of a client. But the story is true. So I want to tell you about Janine. Janine was an owner. She had a toxic genius on her team. A toxic genius is someone who is very smart. They are great with the kids. The parents love them. They hand in their work on time. They come on time. They are reliable like nobody else. And they put other staff members down. They have a vibe of drama. When you are next to them, you will get sucked into the vortex of gossip. It's just a vibe. Now, Janine was really torn. She had just opened up her fourth location and she barely had capacity to deal with all the impeding issues that were coming her way. So she told her director of that location, deal with it. The director, her name was Clara, kept coming to Janine and said, listen, I need to fire this person. I need to let them go. But Janine had created a culture with her directors that if anyone needed to fire someone, it had to go through her. She had to approve of it. So Clara's like, you told me to deal with it. So I want to go deal with it. And I want to let this person go. But Janine was holding on. She's like, no, you can't fire her. So I was on a call with Janine and I said, I don't understand. How do you not trust your directors to make such an important decision? I said, you trust them with making an actually even bigger decision, which is who to hire. That you trust them to do. Why do you not trust her discernment in letting this teacher go? She was quiet. She's like, I can't deal with this now, honey. I'm like, okay. She let it go on for another 12 months. In that time frame, she developed high blood pressure. And as a result of the other stressful factors of opening other locations, she could not sleep at night. She was barely making it through two or three hours a night. So on a coaching call, I asked Janine, I said, Janine, me and you, eye to eye, talk to me heart to heart right now. When is enough enough? What does this teacher need to do for it to be the final straw that you let her go? She couldn't answer me. I said, Janine, you have lost over $50,000 by keeping this teacher. So her mouth drops and she's like, what do you mean? I said, five teachers have left because of her. I spoke to your director and in the exit interviews that this director conducted with five of your teachers, five of them said that they left because of this teacher, five of them. Now, when a teacher leaves, you lose 1.5 of their salary, which means you have lost over 50 grand. How much more money do you need to lose for you to finally say, I'm done. I'm done. She started crying and I held the space and I didn't say anything. And she cried for a couple of minutes, turned off her screen, um, turned it back on. And she said, I'm done. I'm doing it today. I said, okay, text me when it's done. Three hours later, she messaged me. I did it. The next morning she texted me at 6 AM. Connie, it's the first night I've slept and I can't even remember how long. I know that you're listening to this episode and there's a part of you that resonates with that story. Whether you've kept someone on and you felt the physical or emotional impact of holding someone longer than you need to, or maybe you haven't even calculated how much money you've lost by keeping a particular employee, 
This is why we're having this conversation. So I want to address another area here, and then we'll wrap up today's podcast. And next week, we'll we'll dive into, you know, when is enough enough? Because that's a big piece that I want to talk about. We need to understand why we have to prioritize the leader and the team's well-being. School leaders like yourself, because you're listening to this podcast, shoulder a heavy burden when dealing with staffing issues. And sometimes we don't realize the toll that it takes on our personal, just our lives. And by prioritizing, understanding what we need to take care of ourselves and setting clear boundaries and seeking support from peers and mentors, you're able to better navigate the emotional challenges that come with firing staff. Because with firing staff, we also have to know how to manage the stress before and after. We have to know how to close our own stress cycle. We have to know how to take care of ourselves after we do something. We have to know how to create support for our nervous system after we do something so challenging. You can't just fire someone and then go on a date with your husband. Please do not do that. The date's going to go to shit. Don't do it. You've got to know how to work within the ebbs and flows of being a leader which is why we have to prioritize making these decisions to take care of yourself. Why do we have to prioritize the team's well-being? When you don't, you have a decrease in morale. You have an increase in stress of keeping an underperforming employee. And these are two big ones, erosion of trust. When you keep an underperforming employee, it erodes trust in the team. Team members start to question your ability to make tough decisions. And they start to wonder, why isn't accountability being followed through here? Trust is earned. You have to earn your people's trust every day. Every day that you keep a teacher that needs to be fired, you are destroying and eroding trust in your culture. And the second one, disruption of team dynamics. When a team member doesn't meet expectations or negatively impacts the flow of the team, it disrupts just the whole org chart. It leads to conflicts, decreased collaboration. And it significantly hinders the ability to work cohesively towards the common goals of the organization. So I want to leave you with this here. If you have someone who you know you need to let go of, you know, and you're scared and you're worried. Here's what I want you to do. Number one, I want you to take some time alone in nature. Nature is healing and nature brings divine clarity. Nature is healing and brings divine clarity. Take time in nature. Even if you live in the city, please find somewhere to go where there are trees and fresh air or water, or you've lived near mountains, bless your soul, go somewhere in nature and go to reflect there with a journal and answer some questions. Why am I afraid? How do I call upon the courageous and brave person inside of me? Because it exists. What am I afraid is going to happen? What are all the, um, as Brene Brown calls it, dress rehearsing tragedy are you doing, right? You're romanticizing all the issues that are going to happen. What are all the good things that are going to happen? And just write everything out. Get it out of your system. And then number two, start to tell yourself a story. I am courageous. I am brave. I can do hard things. 
because you can. Because you can. You can do this. In next week's episode, I'm going to dive into understanding the coachability of a team member, understanding when enough's enough, understanding just how to start preparing for those conversations, how to be documenting certain things and, you know, everything to like. So I'm looking forward to that as well. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, please do us a quick solid. Leave us a rating and a review. When you leave us reviews, it helps other people find out about this episode. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends. That's how so many people have discovered the podcast as well. So super appreciate you guys doing that. And again, if you are looking for mentorship, support, community, and just want guidance, I would love to have you apply to our Directors Inner Circle, to our Owners HQ program, and see if it's a good fit. See if now's the right time for you to join us. So thanks for listening to today's episode, and we'll see you in the next one. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us.